So Gus, we're here. We oh, are, you were recording. We are gathered together today. Today, for this blessed arrangement. <clears throat> Sorry, I had exactly to just, right. I had to just cap um, off the slurping with I uh, some burp. I think I like many others. Mm-hmm. Am a sucker for like food porn. Yeah, for lack of a better word. Same. Um, Same. That's, that's why shows like Chef's Table on Netflix are yeah. so successful. Right. That's why half of my YouTube subscriptions are like cooking. Are cooking. Even people who don't cook watch like freaking Binging with Babish. Oh, yeah. Shout out Binging with Babish, by the way. Hey. Shout out Andrew Ray. Andrew Ray is a fucking master. Andrew Ray, if you're listening, he's not. No. Um, Mans is a YouTube master. He, he is a YouTube master. Yeah. yeah. He knows what he's about. Um... My point is, yeah. Could this be the first like satirical version of a food cooking porn? of food porn? Satirical food porn? That's what this is. This honestly, the when I oh, we're talking about the menu, by the way. Yes, we we are talking about the menu today. The menu. When I when this movie ended, my the first thought that came to my head was like this to me feels like the hunt but for food for the restaurant industry. Like a yes. very a very specific version of the hunt, but instead of it being about politics being a little more broad like the hunt, this was all about the restaurant industry today. Like that's what at the end I was like that's what that was and and not only that, for, but the people that express status through yes, the restaurant industry. Right. That's the people this movie is really in a lot of targeting in a, in a lot of ways. But it it, it it does also target the 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 people who work in, within the industry. The yeah, the, yeah, the, the chefs and the sous chefs and the you know all the people at various stages of the restaurant. Sure. Right from the servers all the way up to the head chef. Right. And. Honestly, another thought I had was this movie was what I wished Pig was. Yeah. Like I this movie gave me the the this movie gave like I felt about this movie the way I was hoping to feel about Pig when Pig by the time Pig had come to its conclusion. Like it was a much more satisfying version of a story that's in that vein, like this like high drama Relating to food and food culture and all the things that 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 come with it, whereas Pig is an examination of a single person's take on the industry. Chef, or the menu is a much more broad, expanded take and a much more satirical take. Obviously, I, but I think I could very easily, and maybe this is because the director, um, Mark Millad. He he mostly has done TV in the past. He's directed episodes of Game of Thrones, yep. of Succession, yeah. of Shameless. A lot of HBO stuff. A lot of HBO stuff. Yeah. Um, Malad obviously. Or Mylod. Doesn't matter. No idea. Does it matter? Sorry, Mark. No, it, no, it matters. Sorry, Mark Mark, Mark. Mark. Mark, if you're listening. I apologize. He's not. He's not listening. No. Um, <laughs> Are we going to do that every time now? We, we, we try. Probably, we name we, drop we probably someone who has never, doesn't even know. That we exist. We exist. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Where, where were we? Okay. You, you, I could. I I agree with your your take about this kind of being a, a kind of detached um 
type of satire. But I could also very easily seeing this be like the two-hour conclusion of a TV series where where they took the time to kind of build up each one of these characters. The couple that has been to the restaurant before, like you see their previous visits. Right. Um, the... Um, the character Margot played by Anya Taylor joy. You could Mm -hmm. see like learning more about her background as like an escort, um, who ultimately really doesn't care why she's there or what she's there for. She's doing a job essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's actually where, where the chef played by Ray fines. That's where he connects with Margot is that they are just working. They're, they're doing their job essentially. Yeah. It's just that he sees his job as his role in this whole menu right so to speak is to bring to light the wrongdoings of all of these people right in, who in the restaurant industry who have who have placed their status around in some way or another around the food that he has created and i think it's it's an interesting it's an interesting version of a character who his his life goal has been to please people through his food. Right. However, to a degree, he also feels used, and he doesn't like that. Right. Um, and I think that Ray finds he does a great job. He does. He he is very good um, in this film, and he he plays he plays his character with so much like depth and darkness that you don't typically see from satires. Right. Um, and the part of the problem with satires just in general is you only really know about the good ones. Yeah. And not only that, but the good satires are not blatantly satirical. Right. With the exception of something like the hunt that was very blatantly satirical. Um, this one, you really don't, you really don't know until maybe the the final act. Yeah. That oh okay I I see what they're doing now I right. I get the point they're trying to make. Mm-hmm. I think Ray Fiennes really Ray Fiennes really clearly portrays the trauma that his character feels like he has experienced. And I think one thing that Anya Taylor Joy does really well that her character does really well is it, it kind of challenges his perception of that trauma right like she almost exposes him to the idea that like you you in like in certain ways you kind of put this on yourself because the majority of Anya Taylor-Joy acts as the majority of people who love food they love food for how it tastes and it's it's satisfaction level they don't care about this elevated experience of of some journey of the mind through whatever they care about whether or not the food tastes good right and they don't they don't give they don't like it doesn't give them status if they do this get to experience this this elevated journey of 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 food, through food most people care about being hungry wanting to eat something that tastes good and then looking back on that meal and going that was fucking that was good that shit that shit hit different and right? and most people who just care about, like you said, that that their food tastes good. Right. They really don't care for all the, like, deconstructed... Right. Like, <clears throat> high-end... It's it, 
the in, problem is people don't like pretentious food. Right. And she and that's what that's she conveys of, that that's throughout what she conveys throughout right. the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, the chef who is spoiler alert <laughs> getting ready to kill everybody on the island including himself. Including himself. Yeah. He to the very end wants the people to be enjoying his food. Right. And she doesn't care. And she also the, the, the worst the worst uh the worst thing that anybody can say to this chef even in the midst of uh kidnapping and torture right is that they don't like his food right it, it, he's still that same he's kind of to a degree he's still the same like teenager flipping burgers at his first restaurant job. right which they which they which they hint at really well it's a very subtle yes. hint to what his background is. And I think one of the things that this movie does really well is everyone's everyone's critiques come from a viewpoint of, of status, right? Their, their status as people who have experienced, who have either experienced his work before or who yearn to be like him, like in Nicholas Holt's character's case, Tyler. Tyler, yeah. You know, his whole thing is he believes that experiencing this and in in being a part of this experience will elevate his status as a human being on in Anya Taylor Joy's case she doesn't she doesn't have any of that her past experiences don't give her status her past experiences give her actual trauma actual right. lived trauma she's had a a dark past that has brought that has put her through a lot of different experiences a lot of painful experiences and it's kind of the antithesis to all the other people that are in the room these people who put pretense who are who are pretentious in their in their views and her whole her her whole thing is that i don't like the food that's it she the food stinks well and her her and i want something else like that's her her final realization is that if i'm just like she figures out she figures out chef whatever his last name is selvig or stan stanley slowick 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 she kind of figures out what she figures out well she figures out his background and i think in a way like she's the only person in that room who can really know how to get out of that situation alive well and i think he he trusts her opinion more than anybody else in that room because of yeah. kind of her innocence in his eyes. Right. And and her her past experiences have also given her kind of a transactional view of the world mm-hmm. where she realizes, hey, we're at a restaurant. Yeah. We're paying for a service and that service is not getting delivered. Like that's the black and white of it. And she right. she all but says so to Tyler. Like, hey, yeah. You're paying him. He he doesn't care about you as an individual. Right. And he shouldn't. And he shouldn't because he cares about giving you what you paid for. Right. And that's kind of her view on this whole thing where all of the other characters are there for kind of nefarious reasons, right? Yeah. Like the 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 older couple is there um 
because they're, you know, they're repeat customers. That's yeah. their, they splurge. Like they, they have yeah. money and that's kind of the common theme. Everybody in that room has money mm-hmm. except for, we don't really know much of the background of Tyler. He's there. Like we kind of mentioned to show he, he cares so much about his status. Like what yeah. he he's there because he wants to prove that he belongs with that crowd with, and yeah. he's probably faking it. <clears throat> Oh, 100%. Right? Like he doesn't we, know how to cook. We we don't we don't ever really find out. But then we have mm-hmm. the big uh like media tech moguls who are there. Right. Uh, who are involved with in, essentially stolen money. Who are involved in the restaurant's business deal like the person who is yeah, involved who in the owns, restaurant's business dealings. Owns the the restaurant, the island, right. um, the angel investor or whatever. Yeah, we have the, you know, the um failing actor who right. is uh, Sid the Sloth. Yes. Um, he, John Leguizamo. He, um, he is there basically because the chef hated one of his movies, which is right. kind of hilarious. The he, chef like works so hard that he's right. like, on my day off, I watched your movie and it sucked. And it fucking sucked. So now you're here to die. Like you're a, like, it's pretty fucked up. It's like so sel- twisted like, yeah, he's and convoluted. Like, I took a day off to enjoy a movie by you that you were in. And you're a you're a sellout actor now, and yeah. that movie was terrible. Yeah, and I am upset at you for making me experience that. And it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a fucked up. It's probably the more fucked up reason of anyone else being there. But it, I don't know. It, it's kind of it plays into Sloic's like whole mentality, right? Right. Which like, also is a satire of professional chefs right who you know for all intents and purposes dedicate every hour of their day to cooking to being a chef right. to restaurant owners that are there from sun up to sundown and sometimes even longer like that right. is who he is portraying to the most extreme level right where he lives on the island and that's all that's there is his home and his restaurant right and i think one of one of slow's like slow his biggest downfall is that while he is right in that he's critical of these people, he feels that as if they have wronged him in various ways because it his his life as a chef became less about the food and more about pleasing people of this type. But what gets lost in the weeds and what he forgets is that if he just went back to making food that made people happy, it would really would just solve all of his problems. Right, and like, he's he's taking he loses sight of that. It's almost as if he can't like he can't go that he can't do that anymore because he's he's too far gone. His his, his craft is too flaw, far gone. His character flaw also is just he takes. And again, here is here's kind of the the issue that Margot brings up with the fact that this is a transactional relationship. Yeah, he takes all of his customers their response to him and not only that but even further the way that they live he takes it all personally yes and he should not he's there right like right. At a, there there came a point where he stopped doing his job which was to serve food right and then he he started trying to become you know he, he tried to wear so many hats uh, an entertainer a philosopher in some ways right and it became too much for him because he lost sight of what what he what his roots are right and and there's there's kind of a lesson to be had there just about that about why you do what you do why you continue to do these 
so-called hobbies that you love because truthfully he wasn't wronged by any of the people in the room right the, the only person that legitimately he should dislike is Margot, and that's because she keeps telling him that his food sucks right yeah but he appreciates her for that right everybody else they're just bad people and he doesn't like the fact that he continues to serve them right he almost feels like he feels almost compelled to serve them in a weird way, but which potentially he's enabling them. Yeah, to a degree. In a way, he is in a, yeah to a degree he is enabling them because rather than surrounding himself with people who like Margot are honest about their experience or don't have any sort of reason behind what they're doing or what they're saying, he's surrounding himself with people whose only intentions are to better themselves in odd sometimes in ways through him like the food critic right and it just it's 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 this weird like it's this weird like unsolvable mystery to him where like and that's what i think margo exposes to him at the end when she says i don't like my food and he goes well what can i what can i make for you she says you know i want a cheeseburger american cheese some French fries, ketchup and mustard on the side. Just a good old-fashioned cheeseburger. Good old-fashioned cheeseburger. As the captions would have and us. guess what? That cheeseburger that he makes, that is the most porniest food porn in this movie. <laughs> Goddamn, all I could think of in during that scene was... It I'm sounds really, good right now. Like, I just I want a cheeseburger To be right truthful. Now, to be truthful, yeah. yeah. And I love the... I love like the... I love the... With, with every meal, with every uh, course... There's like a description yes. that pops up. So I, I kind of wanted to to touch on that. Yeah. The way that the the food scenes are shot is just like Chef's Table on Netflix. Like it's it mm-hmm. looks like it's gonna be a cooking show. Yeah. With the captions, with the up close or the close ups of the right. of the food. Like the three sixty the, the like overhead slow, shots yeah. up. It's all it literally looks like Chef's Table. It's a direct satire of that. Right. And that, that becomes pretty clear. But what's funny about it, and this movie is like very sneakily hilarious. Like it is. some of the some of the dark humor in this is spot on. And, oh yeah. And that really comes to light with those like food descriptions and the food porn type of shots. Right. Um, because the, the courses of the meal get darker and darker and darker right. as the night goes on. Right. And the descriptions of those horrific details right. are just hilarious. They get and funnier I, and funnier. I also think of the part where he makes all of the men run away. Yeah. Basically, you have 45 seconds to try to escape the island. Then we're going to come after you while a meal is being served to just the women. Yeah. Um, and the winner, the the last man standing gets a free dessert. Right. Which, <laughs> right. dude, I just about lost it. It was, that <laughs> moment was so funny. And dude, it was so good. So dark. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of these, of those moments in mm-hmm. this movie. Oh, yeah. Just some hilarious stuff. Um, the, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess I don't want to say waitress. I, I don't know that she was a waitress. Elsa is the character's yeah. name. Um, the hostess? Hostess, maybe? I guess. Also hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. Completely just dark, dry humor. Mm-hmm. Straight face the entire time. Yeah. Like, people are literally getting their fingers cut off and 
she up she upholds that like wait or that hostess mentality right. of like please take your seat like that Everyb- type of shit right everybody who is involved with the restaurant from the the chefs to the hostess to the the wine servers yeah. like they're all bought into the, into Slowik's premise right and they're all okay with what's going on and and that might that might have been the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around like like I get that like sous chefs and hostess like if you work for a guy like that like you work for him because you believe that you will, your career will be be bettered right, you, by that you do that because of what it'll do for you and, in the future and i guess like due to the satirical nature of the film it makes sense that they would buy into the idea of oh we're all just going to kill ourselves basically yeah. like yeah that makes sense like that'll elevate our status as chefs or whatever at that point it's like about legacy too. right it's about legacy it, it just was like that was like the one that was the one premise in this movie where i was like ah, but come on like would well, Do I people think people really get behind. Yeah, but that? I think you like, have to think of it this way because this is how I saw it: is it's a it's a continuation of the satire of the restaurant business, where basically it's just that idea of like everybody, every Michelin starred chef starts out as like a dishwasher, right, right? Right. But also, like, if you think of it as basically like a a, a cult, because that's essentially what it is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The chef is a cult leader. Right. If you think of it that way, it's basically just taking that idea of climbing the ladder in the restaurant right. business to the most extreme. And that's levels. really, I guess, yeah. That's a good way to. That's what this movie is trying to satirize: the fact that, like, it's calling out those people essentially saying, "Yes, hey, you guys are fucked. Like, you need to cool your fucking brakes with some of these chefs who are like, right? This could be you, like." It, I understand you, like you as a sous chef, are watching this movie. Like <laughs> but that'd also, never be me. Like it's not that deep. Basically, the, the movie is, like is the trying message. to tell you. The movie is trying to tell you, you could be. Right. Some of you motherfuckers out there, right. are like this. <laughs> Just don't know it yet. Yeah. And okay, that that makes that makes sense to me. I do. I think like what you said, like what you say about the dark humor. I think in the same vein, the, what this movie satirizes the different elements. Of 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 the restaurant industry of of patrons of worker like those elements it does satirize it pretty much nails yeah. almost all of yes, them for sure like especially like like I think with like Nicholas Holt with Tyler's character like he is that guy He's that, that you guy. talk to that talks about food in a way where you're like dude shut the fuck up or like, any you, you like, can't even of, scramble eggs bro think of like, any industry and there's like there's someone like him. Yeah. Right. He's ba- he's basically like the train kid on the Polar Express. Yes. <laughs> there's like, like there's like, always that guy with any sort of like weird hobby right, or right or or whatever. Um I think that uh and I think I'm going to kind of move into my closing thoughts a little bit. Yeah. Um I think that this I didn't see the box office numbers. Yeah. I don't think this movie is doing great or did great at the box Uh, office let's see that's just a prediction based off of the fact it went to hbo in like a month right it wasn't in theaters it wasn't in theaters very long but also i also kind of think that this is a movie you can watch on your home tv and you're not going to miss anything like this doesn't need to be seen in theater so listen if you have it was like the perfect like matinee type of movie oh a hundred percent perfect matinee not a great like go see it on opening night Right, you know what I'm saying. But if you have HBO Max, go watch this. It's, yeah, seriously, it's pretty great. It is a it is a worthwhile time. 
and I, you know, I think some people like to kind of to buy into satire. You have to a little bit buy into like the ridiculousness. Yes, you have to embrace it. You have to embrace satire a little bit because satire isn't trying to be this this frame for frame recreation of a realistic world or narrative or or environment. Right. And a couple of a couple of friends I know who watch this, I think. Like, they were expecting something a little more realistic. Like, all the crazy shit that happened, they were like, it just wasn't like, like, it, like why would why would happen. people do yeah. this? And it's like, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Like, that's kind yeah, of yeah, the yeah. point of a satire. Like, they're trying to do something so fucking out there and, and crazy that it, it, it in turn provides some sort of critique or examination of yes. what the movie is examining or what the movie is, is, is about. Um... But I think yeah, if you, if you if you enjoy satire, if you can buy into the idea of, of satire and satirizing something, this this does a really good job when it comes to the restaurant industry yeah. and all the people that are involved with it, whether it's the workers or 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 the patrons themselves, the people who actually go to buy and eat the food. Sure. Um, just quick box office note: was released in theaters on November eighteenth last year. Was put on HBO Max on January 3rd. Yeah, January 3rd. Uh, international box office, $79 million on a budget of $30 million. So, yeah, yeah. Not, not crazy numbers. Not great um, as far as just return on investment. But right. um, also, I guess the fact that HBO wanted to put it on their platform kind of says a lot like they see the potential of it especially lately with these purges that all the streaming companies have been doing getting rid of so many pieces and canceling right. a lot of shows a lot of TVs yep. a lot of projects um, so I think I think it, it says kind of a lot that they want this on their platform um, I thought it was a great way to end last year or to start this year depending on how you look at it right um, I think I really, I really enjoyed it in theaters. After I watched it the second time at home, I liked it even more. Okay. Um, yeah. As a satire, it's probably a solid like eight out of ten. Like yeah, it's very it, for for the genre. It basically takes a satire as high as a satire can go. I I think yeah. Um, I think you're right. Just because, I, and I don't know. No, you know what? I'm gonna give it an A minus. I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. I love that you can go, kind of go back and watch it a second time and pick out details right. that you didn't notice the first time. Yes. And I think that the, the characters, relatively speaking, are still have a lot of depth to them. Um, oh, yeah. There, there's a lot to unpack. It's, it's kind of a separate satire of each and every character type. Right. Um, and so there's there's a lot of... There's a lot to unpack, a lot to kind of reflect on. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. I might watch it a third time. Like it's, I, I, yeah. it's just, it was a great time. I think a, I think a single viewing is almost a disservice because of how much there is to unpack. Um, I've I've still only seen it once. I'm in a I'm in the B plus range with this one. I thought it was like you said, like as far as satires go, it's it's definitely upper tier, and I think it's one that deserves another viewing. And I feel like with subsequent viewings, it's something I would enjoy more yeah because you it's just something like when you go into it with the knowledge you have it helps contextualize things a little better that you missed the first time and i think that's one thing with 
all the great satire films out there. Like the more like the more you watch it and the more chances you give it, the more you come to an understanding of what the creators were trying to do. And Mark Mylod and the writers were trying to do a lot with this movie. And I think by and large they did a pretty fucking good job of it. So yeah. All right. Well, go this is one we recommend. Yes. Um, High I recommend. Think, especially if you like satirical pieces. Yep. Um or and and this is again just kind of the point of satire. If you find yourself falling into any of the categories that we talked about today, mm-hmm. go watch it, right? Like from the person that sits at home and watches hours of food YouTube channel, yeah, to the person who has a shit ton of money and can afford to go spend thousands of dollars at a meal. Yeah. This is we talked about it when we talked about the hunt. And that's like if this if watching this like pissed you off in any way, made you uncomfortable. That's the point. Like congratulations, now, you're kind of one of the people. Maybe in this not movie. to the maybe not to the degree of the hunt. Like I think people can watch this yeah. just as entertainment a little more than right. than the hunt. Hundred percent, especially yeah. the way like the time and the place that the hunt came out, yeah. and, and it doesn't and, cover politics, right? It's, you know, but the whole point of a satire is to watch it, and if you're offended, then good. Like then, that's yeah, why. Like, like you should learn something, and that means from this. they did their part. Yes, and I, totally I don't agree. I don't think that this movie is is as offensive, right? Like the characters. Yeah in this are so far to the extremes or at least maybe they just live in a world that I don't quite understand that's probably I think that's probably probably it there are plenty of people that would probably get pissed off like legitimately mad at this movie oh yeah um if you're a normal person if you're like not I don't know if you're yeah this is one of those movies where at the end I I kind of think I'm like are we those like are you and I those guys that talk about movies where people look at us and go these fucking guys yeah we like are, are, we are, are we are we the Tylers of uh, I don't think so <laughs> of film because we don't we don't pretend that like we could do what these people do yeah that's that, like true. that's true we critique and we and we give our thoughts but in the end we understand that we're just a bunch of fucking bums who if you gave us a camera Dude, or told us to write a script we probably like that we was could, we that could, was one of my that was one of my favorite parts of this movie was when the chef went up to Tyler and said cook cook make me something bitch. Basically. Basically, whoa, dude, dude, and then the and then the little subtitle comes up with his food and yeah. it's like shitty leek sauce, shitty or leek whatever. sauce, uncooked, uncooked lamb, <laughs> uncooked shank. lamb shank. Like it was that's so fun. I, I that was, was one good. of the best parts of and like the increasing like hilarity of those, those and like examples. the hostility. It reminded oh, yeah. me, it reminded me a lot of like um, have you ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Oh yeah, in the opening credits yes the subtitles say something completely different than what the credits are saying right and it's all basically just like talking shit to the viewer and that's what these captions felt like as time went on the captions got so much more witty and so much more hostile mm-hmm. that it just added to the entire experience it was great like that oh, that yeah. creative side of it was so good and if you told me that a actual like food tv producer made this yeah. i would hundred percent oh, yeah. agree, and I'm sure they consulted with. Well, and then you get with well, the, the right people. Of course, and, you get the caption at the end with the cheeseburger. Well, not the last caption, but the cheeseburger yeah. is one of where it's just like just a damn good cheeseburger, or mm-hmm. something like that. Just like super simple, and you're like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I get it. I understand. Yeah, like that. I want that. All the other shit before that, like, eh, probably not. It's like, like right, so simple that you're like, oh, you're like, I get it. 
Yeah. And also, again, just really fucking made me want a cheeseburger, man. Just a great cheeseburger. Damn, that cheeseburger looked good. <laughs> Woo! All, All right, right dude. Let, we got to stop doing that shit, Gus. Yeah, We seriously. got to stop saying the same words at the same Mother time. Damn, what are we doing? <sighs> stop cussing and go home. All right, Dom. You're not you're not good at it. You're not. Was that good an at iRobot it. reference, Gus? Yeah, it was. Dude, dude. Shia LaBeouf, dude. Shia LaBeouf, dude. Oh my gosh. What a fucking. We've talked about reviewing iRobot before, and we I have. think the time is coming. I think you're right. We might have to do it. We might. And by <laughs> might, I mean will. I love that movie. dude. I might honestly go home I'm and so, watch. I'm so I glad. might honestly go home and watch iRobot. I'm so iRobot glad that you just said before what I, you said before I go to bed. I'm not capping. Like I will that legit. We'll go home and watch iRobot. That was great. Thank you, for, thank you for that. Dom, where can people find us? So, listen, we're everywhere. Every, everything, everywhere, all at once. I, I never, I never you, watched that, by the way. I would recommend. Um, I would recommend checking us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Shout out SoundCloud. Huge shout out SoundCloud. SoundCloud is, yeah. If you listen to us in any of those, those are kind of the ones that we always mention. Yeah. If you have another platform you listen to us on, please let us know so we can shout you out yeah, as well. Because we don't know what the other platforms um, are. Yeah, just because of our own ignorance. And I, I know we've I know we said before that you're weird if you listen to any on any other platform other than the ones we mention. But like... It weird. It, we're not calling you as a person weird. It is just it. Like you gotta admit, it's it, just it, abnormal. It is just so, a little weird so. that <laughs> you're using something that's not Apple, Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Just hey, listen. I can admit that I'm weird, and I do some weird shit if that you, other people don't do. We all have to. We we don't hate you. We don't. I, I don't hate you. Don't. I'm just curious as to why you use that platform, which is why you want us to. We want you to shout it out. Yes, let us exactly, know exactly. because we want to know why that platform is the one you go to. And if you're on Apple Podcast, shout us out. Give us a review. Yeah. Uh, it actually does help us a lot. It does. Um, giving us rates and reviews on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you're you're listening. Believe it or um, not, sending us an email helps us out a lot. Frontrowmedia yes. one at gmail you can also check us out, Front Row Podcast, on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we don't post as much as we probably should, but you can find updates there, especially when it's a, a, a episode we're really excited about or, yeah, or yeah, if we're trying can. to tease something that we're, mm-hmm. we're pumped about. Um, so go check us out there. Do it. And uh, at the end of the day, just remember, sometimes all you need is a good old-fashioned cheeseburger. With fries. Hamburguesa. Hamburguesa. Una hamburguesa. Con queso. Adios. Sí, claro. Bye, bye.